And welcome back to the annual, annual is the right word for it, right? Our annual Valentine's Day episode with my boyfriend, Mots. Hello. (laughs) Are you so excited to be here? Stoked. Awesome. Great. Cool. Um, It's the third one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're really excited for the second one. Yeah. Yeah, what's you came in like guns blurring for the second one today? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I felt like the first one. I, You'd I redeem yourself <laughs> yeah. for the mouth breathing. And well, then- what's the mouth breathing? It was just like I was, was too like close a- to the, oh, the mic. The nose whistling. Yeah. yeah. And so then, what's what's your feeling this time? How are you going into this? Uh, I just want to give good advice. Okay. Well, you also want to be entertaining. Well, yeah, but good advice is inherently entertaining. Not really. No, it's not. Hopefully. Bad well, advice is inherently entertaining. So I'll just give bad advice. Don't give bad advice. Do drugs. Uh, well, well, sometimes, sometimes. it's <laughs> applicable. Yeah. <laughs> and just just check to make As sure you're doing the right by oh. mental health and medical uh professionals. I was just going to say make sure you're doing what you think you're doing. Guys, if you're new here, this is an advice podcast. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, come on, babe, take it away. And I listen to all the episodes. What's the phone number? I don't know the phone number. Do you even know the area code? Uh, 310. There we go. Because it's Los Angeles. 310. There's a lot of area codes. Is there? Yeah. Um, 310-694-0976 is our phone number if you want to give us a call. Um, And if you're an international listener, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. So, um, are you so excited? Because I know you're, again, a huge fan of the show. Yeah. You have such nice ankles. I have such fat ones. Okay, let's go. Hi, Megan. I'm just calling. First, I want to say that I love your podcast. Also, I wanted, I thought it was kind of funny that I am also a Leo. My birthday is August 5th, and my boyfriend is also a Capricorn. We have also been together for over four years. Um, Well, we're coming up to four years, but my question is, we do not live together. We've been trying to save up to buy a house for a while now. Um, And for whatever reason, it just feels like it's so unattainable. Like something always comes up or we'll be really good at spending money, uh, saving money. And then something else comes up. And I just, I just. You know, I feel very discouraged, and I know that he does too, and I feel like it's just putting a lot of distance on our relationship. Um, We don't live very far from each other, but we both work full-time. It's just, we want to be together. We want to start our lives together. He's my best friend. I love him more than anybody in the world, and I just, we just want to start our lives together, but for some reason, it feels really hard. So I wanted to see if you have any advice on saving money and maybe trying to get the money for a house. Um, I did move out before with a previous boyfriend and it, it didn't work out. So I'm still living at home and my boyfriend's still living at home. And um, yeah, I just wanted to see what advice you might have on saving money and moving out. Thank you. Love your podcast. Bye. You guys really like, like, set the questions for me. No, like, to I, I purposely the last time we talked about this, 
uh, about like picking questions you were like they wouldn't just have any i like had mentioned for like ned and stuff that mm -hmm. i was like oh for ned we like we like got some finance question like someone asked a finance question you were like oh i hope we get a finance question <laughs> i mean i think I also want to like check my privilege here in the sense that I didn't go to college, so I don't have any student loans. I don't have any debt like that. And because I started making money and I don't want this to be a humble brag. I just wanted to be like, I can't speak from like pinching pennies experience, but I didn't grow up with a ton of money, but I became financially independent when I was like 18, 19. And the thing I think about saving and we've talked about this on our on our private Facebook group. We got some a question talking about saving money. And I was like, the whole thing with saving money is you should feel like you're saving money. It, there is no cheat of being able to do everything that you want to do while still saving money. And I think that, and I even think about it now because I definitely, to be super transparent, made way more money than I do like now. Like I when I was like uploading and like the golden age of YouTube and you're getting millions of views on a video and all of that sort of stuff. Um, it's cutting back on like luxuries and things that you don't need. And I personally think that you pick one. It's not like, okay, I'm going to do all the things that I like and I'll get rid of two. I think that it should be, okay, if you like, do you want to get lash extensions? Do you want to get your nails done? Or do you want to go get massages? Is like pick your vice. And the other thing I would say is like the small things shop seasonally if you're grocery shopping. Um, and making sure that you're not spending like useless money on, I don't know, like a uh, subscription apps, uh, like uh, all of that sort of stuff and just cutting out those things. And it should kind of suck. Like it should kind of feel like, oh, I really want to do that. And I think FOMO is a really good motivator and not going out with your friends all of the time and spending money and doing that kind of stuff. I think those are those are the only things that I can speak on for like what I, I mean, we're saving for a house and that's it's also Los Angeles. So I also wonder where you live because that will play a huge factor. But those are the things that I would like right off the bat say is it should feel like you're saving money. Like, and it should feel like kind of sucky and good at the same time. What about you, Mr. Finance Bro? <laughs> Knowing where you live would be um, a little bit helpful because it definitely changes the calculus and, you know, um, how you get to where you want to go. Um, it also might mean that if if home ownership is like the real goal like that is the thing then unfortunately like you have to think like that you might have to think about relocating like if you're in LA it's so much harder than it is in a place like Nashville or Portland Nashville's pretty hard still yeah now. i mean it, it it's just more difficult but without knowing that i'll try and be like as broad as possible one thing that a lot of people don't realize that's really easy to do is if you go into your online uh credit card portal or your online bank account um you can actually export um your transaction history into an excel sheet i know most people are like fuck that <laughs> but you know if you really want to like manage this um, you can go, you can download it, um, and you can, you know, Google like a couple of easy formulas that help you like separate things by date or by like, you know, if you assign things like categories like groceries, you know, uh, entertainment or like nights out or whatever, um, you can kind of sort by month, like how much you're spending on each one. And it can be, it can be a little jarring. I think like a lot of people don't necessarily realize like how much they're spending on certain 
categories or things each month. And once you kind of have all that stuff delineated into like a pretty easy to navigate like summary, then you can start thinking about like what you do day to day and like where you can make like fairly easy cuts. So if I think back for myself when I was making a lot less money, um, you know, and looking back on how I was spending it, even like two years ago, um, I was I was still going out like a fair amount. I was still spending a lot on like bar tabs, you know, spending a lot on like nights out with my friends. And while I still do those things, it's it's much more of like a special occasion, you know, maybe like once a month, once every two weeks. And even then I'm like very conscious about um how much I'm spending like an actual in an actual like night out, like in a single session. Uh, the other thing that you can do is um, if you, depending on who you bank with, you can actually probably set up a consultation with like a private wealth manager uh, for free. I would say after that, you know, they'll charge you fees on like transactions they do on your behalf and things like that. Um, but that's really valuable. Um, the person that I use, I've used since um, I was in middle school. Um, and it's sort of like, it, it, even though I only talk to her maybe like four times a year, it's pretty invaluable. Like just speaking with her like an hour each time, you know, telling her about like what I'm thinking, like big things I want to spend money on in the future, like you know, if I'm starting to make more money, she can make recommendations on like how, uh, shout out to Donna, by the way. Um, I think she listens to this actually. Um, Donna, the, the last thing very particular to this caller is like, if you're both paying rent right now, they're not, they live at home. Oh, they're, they're living at home. I think, I think you guys need to move in together, like as on a rental and like, if well, you no, want, well, that's I, not that's going to save less money. Yeah, I think yeah. they should be thinking that, like, thinking in the mindset that they have rent and put that money yeah. into that, that, an account. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah, and I think you guys need to share your expenses with each other. And then something that we got again from the Facebook group is your fun money. That's cash. You take that. You have that cash, and that and once that fun once that cash is gone for the month, then you have no more fun money. Are you going to start a finance podcast? No, I'm not not even close to the level of some of those people. So, th- listen to a lot of those, too. Hello. Um, okay, so I'm 22, just to reference, and I'm in my last year of college right now. So I'm kind of in a little bit of a dilemma. So I was looking up, I guess I've kind of been hooking up with this guy for a while. Um, he was, like, my rebound, essentially, from my last relationship, which was, like, in a, in a super nasty way, he was, like, cheating on me, whatever, so it was really bad. And I met this guy at work, and he's super, super sweet, and so we just kind of started hooking up, and it was honestly just, like, casual, um, and this was probably back in, I guess, a year ago in January. We were kind of on this hooking up for a while, and then last spring, it kind of got more, a little bit more serious, and we were, like, taking a class together. And we worked at the same place. We would, like, kind of trade all our shifts around. We were, like, always working together. 
So we just like kind of spent a lot of time together, and just because of that, like I ended up catching feelings. And he's just like a really, really nice, sweet guy, whatever. Um, and I kind of, I we had a conversation about it. I'm like an over communicator in relationships. I just kind of like told him that I had developed feelings for him, and he was, he was just kind of like, well, like do you want to date? Like what are you thinking? And I was just kind of like, no, just where I'm at. Like just hang out this really nasty relationship. Like I don't think I'm ready for that, but I just want you to know the storm out, which I don't know if that was, like, nice to do, but I just, like, kind of wanted to let him know, and he said that he, like, also had developed feelings or whatever, but he was just at a place of, like, where, like, he was about to graduate because he's a year, early, like, ahead of me, so he wasn't sure if he, like, wanted to get into a relationship, and I was like, that's fair, like, I respect that, um, and so we just kind of kept hooking up, which ended up, like, hurting me because, like, obviously developed feelings, and was kind of, like, kidding myself that I could continue this, like, friends with benefits. So anyways, and then we just, like, kind of kept talking through the summer, and then we hooked up again at the end of the summer, and I realized that, like, oh, my God, I really have feelings for this guy, and, like, this whole friend's benefits thing is, like, really hurting me. So I just kind of told him, I was like, I feel like we should stop talking for a little bit so I can, like, kind of heal. And he was, like, super nice about it. He was like, yeah, I get that. That's fine. Anyways, my birthday, which is, like, in December, he ended up sending me, like, this super long, really nice happy birthday message. It was so sweet, and we started talking again, and now I'm like, fuck, I really like you, and I really want to date you, and now I'm, like, at this place where, like, I feel like I have to date him, but I don't know if, like, he is in that same place. He knows how I feel. I don't know, like, should I just take what he said before as, like, oh, I don't think I'm ready to date somebody, just, like, respect that and move on, or should I, like, kind of tell him again, like, hey, listen, like, I have feelings for you and I want to do something. We live in different cities. I'm graduating today. I live in the same city as him. I don't know. But he's, like, coming up to visit where I go to school soon, too, so I'm going to see him. I don't know. We, like, FaceTime a lot, too. The whole situation is messy. So any advice you could give, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. You are an over-communicator. <laughs> Not necessarily a cogent communicator, but you do communicate a lot. <laughs> so kudos to you. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. That's no, okay. That's I what she worse. needs to be told. Um, yeah. Yeah. Succinctness. Well, to be fair, massive, that's not necessarily uh, your strong suit either. Mass, uh, I mean, it depends on the situation. Here's the thing. I think every you've done everything up to this point pretty much absolutely right. Except still fucking him. Yeah, that, I mean, that, well, it sounded like that stopped for a while, which was the right call. And then, like, you, um, I, I hate, I hate, this is such a bad word for this, but you, like, relapsed. Not the right word. Into sorry. his dick. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like what I would say is it's a really – you shouldn't do anything if you don't know if you're going to be living in the same city in a few months. But it also sounds like she wants permission to move to where uh, he is. Yeah. Well, in that case, like if I – if. I guess, like, to use, like, myself as an example, if I had, like, it's not exactly the same, but if I had, like, emotionally chosen where I was going to go live based on, like, where all of my friends were going to go live, um, I have no idea, like, how that would have turned out. I would have gone and lived in New York and... Um, I obviously probably would have never met Megan, which, you know, I, wouldn't have been good. No, um, would have been bad. <laughs> but I mean, aside from that, like, I have no idea if like my, you know, like, would that have been worse from my career or like, 
like all of these things. Or who you would have been. Yeah, or exactly. Um, so I don't think like someone that you have feelings for in college should be the thing that's like dictating where you move. Especially if it's like if you guys are going to college together in like, I don't know, Miami or something like that, and he's moving to Akron. Yeah, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Akron, wherever. You move and like six months later it blows up. Yeah. Like that is not good for you. Um, so I would kind of, you know, let things ride and like hold it as a happy memory and if no. it works out. Well, let things ride implies that like continue to no, ride the I, dick. That's not what I'm saying. Sorry. Like I would like cut your losses and yeah, peace out. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I would say. Um, not that your advice wasn't great. I agree with what you said, but I think if he really, really, really liked you and wanted to date you, he would. Yeah. Cause it doesn't seem like he's that far away. No. And also him. So you're the first time when you, so you didn't go into telling him that you had feelings for him with being like, I don't want to be in a relationship or anything like that. You just told him that you had feelings for him, which again, I think this, that's, that's the right call. As we always say, like, just say the feelings because you feel them, not because you need something in response or you, you only feel a certain way if they feel a certain way. So you, you did everything right there. And then, but his response of being like, well, I like you too, but like, do you want to date? That to me is, I hate to say it, but it's not, it doesn't like you that much because I think then it would be like, I really like you. I really want to date you. But I'm I'm obviously all for like finding out what the other person wants to do and like, you know, consent to relationships and all of that. But you saying like, oh, no, not really. I think he I think that was a really nice move for him to kind of give you some sort of power and feeling like that's not what you wanted to do. But I think if that's truly what you not didn't want to do, you would have started a conversation with I don't want a relationship or anything like that. And then you would have said how you felt because I think that for him, like he obviously cares about you. I just don't think either of you like each other enough. Mm -hmm. And I think he, the friends with benefits thing we talk about, it's tricky because it's, you already like that person as a friend. Like you really like who they are and then you start sleeping with them and it becomes like a relationship because like it's someone who you're friends with, who you're fucking. And I think she was seen all the time because they worked together, they had class together. Like that's, it becomes more than like, that's like a friends with benefits, but more like that's like a rom-com sort of thing. Like you're sleeping with one of your like best, best, best friends. And it doesn't sound like either of you were really dating other people. And that fills the spot. We don't know that. He may have been dating other people. Yeah, no valid. But I think it kind of fills that sort of like spot for you. And I think if things had continued on, if he really... I think if he really had feelings for you the same way that you have feelings for him, I think it wouldn't need to do. You know I, mean? I don't think you would need to bring it up again. I think it would be something that would get brought up naturally. Um, and because, because you were the one who came forward with your feelings first, because I think if he was the one who said it first and you shut him down, then yeah, he probably would feel uncomfortable kind of taking that step and then being like, Hey, just to reassess, but you you already did that. So I think he knows he knows that he could come to you if he wanted a relationship again. So I don't think he's yeah. I I, I just I think if it's for you, if you need to tell him one more time because you just 
you need like no stone left on unturned. You want to try that, but I don't necessarily know if you're going to get the answer that you want. And if that's going to be more crushing, I would just kind of, I don't know, walk away. Safe bet that a 23-year-old guy living in a new city without a real relationship that he has a responsibility towards, he's definitely, at the very least, like gone on other dates, Um, which I don't know how you would feel about that. I'm guessing that like you don't feel great about that. However, um, it's totally fine that he was probably doing that. He's not in a relationship with you. Um, but if you're kind of like coming at this from the assumption that he's been like waiting for you to like be ready, I think that's a bad assumption and you need to like think about how that would make you feel. And if you do decide to like come clean with him, there's a pretty good chance that like he'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm enjoying dating or like I'm enjoying being single or I've met somebody you'll have like an answer you need to like just start making decisions like um, separate from, you know, this situation. Um, But you're probably going to be pretty upset. Yeah. I mean, because it's, that's the reason why he didn't want it. He was moving and he's still moving. So I don't think that really changes that. And also, like we said, moving to a new place with like starting in a relationship, like new city, all of that sort of stuff. I think if anything, you guys stay friends date other people and who knows like you guys might end up together later but I just don't think the timing for this is right and I don't think no matter how much you really like someone you can't change that sort of timing and I think if you push it too hard you could fuck like it could back it it could mean that you wouldn't have something later down the line if you guys start dating and you move to another city for like work like you will regret it. Yeah. It like inherently hampers your experience of like moving to a new place. Yeah we've talked about we've had so many Episodes like that. So keep that in mind as well. Yeah. Should we go on to the next? I am 20 years old and I am in a long distance relationship um, with a guy that I met last year in college. um, And he has graduated and has a full-time job. And overall, things are going really well. Um, We've been dating for uh, like a year and two months about now um and just lately I've been thinking a lot about um the way that we have different opinions about things and um a lot of them seem like small things but then like if I think about it enough it seems like it could end up being a big deal and I just don't really know how to um approach a lot of it especially since we're long distance but um specifically We have had conversations um, numerous times about how we kind of have different opinions on what it means to be supportive. Um, And basically, I think that if you are dating or friends with someone or just, you know, any loved one, you should support them, even if you don't maybe agree with everything they're doing. Um, If you're all adults, then I think the adult thing to do is to just support your loved ones. And he seems to think that if he strongly disagrees with something that someone else thinks or does, then that means that he shouldn't support them. And I just 
feel very conflicted about it. <laughs> um, and it kind of confuses me and it makes me feel like maybe um, I'm not always going to have his support, which kind of sucks to think about um, since I want him to be my partner for a really long time. Um, so I guess I'm kind of just asking for opinions. Um, does it seem like maybe he's being unreasonable, which I think he is, or am I? Um, I don't know. I just, it bothers me that he thinks that there are certain situations where he might not have to give me his support unconditionally. Wow. You're, you're, you're calling into, uh, I'm pretty sure a whole room of do, people who agree with your boyfriend. Do, do you want our opinion? Well, like, yes. that's what she calls. Like, but, but did she really? Go away. Here's, no. here's the thing. <laughs> Sir, you, do you understand the fucking premise of this podcast? I do. I do understand the premise of the podcast but i also understand that like there is a site there's a psychological trick that that's people, not my problem that people i know it's not your <laughs> problem. Not problem you're gonna agree with what i'm about to say there's a psychological trick that people pull on themselves in which they will like reach out to a resource that confirms the way that they uh, think and i 100 percent think that's what welcome, think that's what she's welcome, doing welcome welcome to our podcast so nice to have sure. you here but, no, that's what I mean. Like, this is what people all the fucking time. Yeah. We, yeah. And it's our job to tell you that you're wrong. This is, this is so, I'm so sorry if you never listen to the podcast ever again, but I think this is so off base. I think, I don't think that, and I don't even necessarily think that you realize like what you're necessarily saying because Okay, let's say, and I, I mean, we, this has happened with everyone before. Like your friend, your friend is a raging alcoholic. You don't support them in continuing to be a raging alcoholic. Like that's not like you support them as a friend and as a person, but you don't necessarily need to support someone's decisions. And I think that's what you need to differentiate between. Your boyfriend can support you, but that doesn't mean he supports every decision that you make because sometimes you make dumb shit. You do do stupid shit. And if your partner is like, I support that decision. That's a great idea. Then inherently they're not supporting you. They're supporting like bad choices and things that don't actually assist or aid you or help you along your life. It's the same thing. Like I, you don't support a racist. Like there's all of these things. Like, and I think if, if you want to, it does also doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. You can disagree on something and like, we'll disagree if like, yeah, we'll disagree on stuff like that all the time. And I think that's fine and valid, but I think the people who care about you the most are going to call you out when they say that, when they don't, when they see something and they don't think it's the right choice or move to make, but your partner shouldn't, I don't, and they should unconditionally love you, but I don't think they should support every decision that you make because I think that's, it's enabling. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's, it's so we like, what do you want in a, like, I don't know. That's just kind of like a sidekick. Like you just want a hype man. You don't want someone who's going to necessarily like co like not even just coexist with them, but collaborate with you and have that back and forth and that kind of discussion. And in turn, the same thing, like what if he like, what if like one day you guys are married, let's say. And if he decided that he's like, you know what? I've decided that I want to, I want to have, I, I want to give all of my money away and I want to live in an RV. 
and you're supposed to support him unconditionally because then that it's attached to you. Do you want to sell all of, do you want to get rid of all of your money and live in an RV or any, like if he decides, Hey, I want to start murdering people. And you're like, great, cool. Let me grab the fucking shovel, dude. Like you don't. And even in like smaller things, like, Hey, I want to spend, I want to, I want to start spending. I want to put 50% of our income towards lottery tickets. Do you, and like, are you supposed to support that unconditionally? Or if he's like, hey, I want to rob a bank. There, there's all of these different things. But if you think about even your friends, like if your friend's like, hey, I want to start, I don't know, beating people up for the fun of it. I want to start doing anything that's just not cool. Like, no, you don't support people that like in in bad decisions. You can support them through the good decisions, but I think it's not controlling them and telling them like, oh, you can't do that. But like, if they ask for your honest advice and your honest opinion, give it. Yeah, I mean, you um... like, do you make perfect decisions all of the time? Like, do you, what what would happen if it was just like, yeah, go ahead, do it, do it, do it. You, you took you kind of, you, I mean, you said it, you said it very well. You um, you kind of. The RV example is kind of like what I was going to say. I was going to say, what if what if you guys got married and then he was like a lawyer or something? And then he was like, actually, I want to go out and spend six years getting my PhD in philosophy. And so I can get a, a 30 grand a year adjunct teaching job at a community college. Like, are you ride or die? <laughs> <laughs> She's listening to too many rap songs. She wants a ride or die. She Bonnie Clyde. That's what you Bonnie Bonnie um, and Clyde. That's what you want. Yeah. I'm gonna be really harsh. Um I think your way of thinking is inherently self-centered. Yeah. Um and uh I I, I grew up in Denver. Um there are people in my life just to use like a very like timely example that are um Republicans. I do not support them. I love them. I support them in other things that they do in their life in some of like the business decisions they've made and like have asked me for advice about in some of like the personal decisions they made about like, you know, oh, should I, you know, I'm thinking about asking this person to marry me or I'm thinking we're thinking about having a kid. I support them in that. I do not support them inherently in their political beliefs. I've told them that has not changed our relationship. It's changed our relationship a little bit, but it hasn't materially changed our relationship. But they know I do not support that, that portion of their life. And they are responsible enough and rational enough to realize that because I do not support them in that doesn't make me a bad actor in their life like that because of that one that one thing or two things that I don't support them on I'm therefore like a bad person or like I'm I'm out to like ruin their life that kind of sounds like what your definition of support is and like you really need to reassess that because it is if you are if you're only going to look for people in your life or you're only going to have people in your life that support every single decision you make, no matter how bad or every single opinion you have, no matter how misplaced, you're going to be very lonely or um, you're going to live in a fantasy land that is going to get broken in a very like um, unsympathetic and merciless way. Yeah. You can't surround yourself with only yes men and like yes people. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't work. But I also think like 
it's healthy debate and discussion is fine when it comes to certain things. But I think you also, and I, I take it back to my first point. I don't think I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm really hoping that your definition of like support unconditionally, you're not thinking in this big picture. And like, now that we're saying this, you're like, oh, well, no, that totally makes sense. But if it's, if your boyfriend's highly critical, if he's like, if you want to get your nose pierced, he's like, no, don't do that. That's, you're, there, there are certain choices that are all you. And if he's giving you unsolicited advice and like negative opinions and all of that sort of stuff, he's not supporting you wanting to like pick up a new hobby or supporting you having your own friends and stuff like that. There's all, there's all of those different, those different things that I'm, I'm hoping that's what you're thinking more of. And in that case, if he's not supporting like your happiness and that sort of stuff, then I think that that's definitely something you should evaluate. But in the same way, if your friend was in an abusive relationship, you wouldn't support the relationship. You'd support your friend. And you might even, if you might even support those two people individually and wanting the abuser to get help and figure out what's going on with them and changing their ways. And you support your friend who's going through it, but you don't support the relationship. You're not yeah, you're being in, you're not aiding in that kind of bad behavior. But I, yeah, I would just have a, a bigger conversation with him about that because I don't think I yeah, I don't I think you guys are probably on the same page, but I don't think you're communicating well. And if you're not, then you must have parents who told you you were great 24/7 every single day and all of that sort of stuff. And yeah, I think you'll be you'll it's going to be a harsh fucking reality when you realize that that's not how the world works. Like that's not how not only it's not how relationships work, it's just not how the world works at all. It's not it's not built to fulfill that system of yes, 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 everything you do is perfect and right all of the time. And then also, like, are you just going to like, I always think about it in the sense of if you are perfect exactly how you are now, then like, what, you just downhill from here? Like, do you get worse or like, are you just done? Like, that's yeah. so boring. Well, from personal experience, I've just <laughs> elevated. Well, so. I mean, yeah. you, <laughs> no, well, like, you've ascended. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, if, if what you're talking about is like, if you went to, you know, if you FaceTime with your boyfriend, you're like, I want to volunteer at a women's support group. And he was like, oh, don't, that. don't do that. I don't want you to talk to other women. Then like, yeah. you should not listen to him. But if your ability to like distinguish between good opinions and bad opinions and like good advice and bad advice, like is materially like diminished if you don't want to hear other opinions. So like How do you listen to our podcast. So like if you if you have a job, right, with a supervisor, it's likely that a supervisor is gonna be like, Yeah, I don't think like you did that perfectly. Can the first you, try. can you try again? <laughs> or I think you need to do this a little bit more. Are you just gonna be like, well this person's not supportive in my life. Like <laughs> I fucking quit. Like no. <laughs> Then you're gonna go to another or job. Maybe. The same thing's gonna happen. So like, maybe that's what she's had. Do, she's doing, and he's yeah, like learn, not supportive learn, of that. Learn a little objectivity. I think yeah, is the, you're not perfect at all, and no, nobody is. And the people closest to you are the ones who should be the ones who are calling you out on it. It shouldn't be like the strangers. That's the people you should trust the most to give you an honest opinion. Yeah. Um, let us know what happens if you, you ever may, listen you to the podcast yeah, again. You may have just lost a listener. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. 
talk a lot about physical health and mental health, but what about sexual health? Whether you hit the gym, take a walk, or meditate, if you want to take care of your whole self, you need to prioritize your pleasure along with your body and mind. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. These stories are relatable and immersive, so you feel like you're right there. There's something for everyone, whatever and whatever you're into. They add new content every week, so there's always more to explore. You can find stories about a spontaneous hookup with a hot, steamy stranger, or even stories about trying that new toy together or getting tied up. Ooh, kinky, into that. The wellness sessions can also help you unlock new confidence or heightened intimacy with your partner. Now, Melissa, you love Dipsy, right? I do. For me, mental health and sexual health go hand in hand. And as someone that leads a very stressful life, Dipsy is one of those things that I go to when I need to decompress. I really love the stories themselves. I think the writers do an excellent job. I think the readers, actors do a great job. And for me, I often go back to the very first story that I listened to called Video Play. I think it's hot and it is a great way for me to chill out and relax and have a little me time. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash blame. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash blame. Dipsystories.com slash blame. Care-of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. Care-of's in-depth five-minute online quiz makes it easy. Simply answer some questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns, and Care-of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements to address your specific wellness goals. Their new skin and hair collection helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. You can follow Care-of's expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. What you receive is totally up to you. Your recommendations come in daily individual wrap packs that are perfect for getting back into a routine. And Care-of's products are formulated with good-for-you clean ingredients that are backed by science. Their yummy protein powders are made with wholesome ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. I'm a huge fan of Care-of. I've been a fan for a while. My new package is on its way right now. And um, some of the vitamins that I have in mind, magnesium, huge fan, really helps with my stress. Uh, I also love the B-complex. That's also super important to me. Antioxidants are also super important to me, but I am just a massive fan. For 50% off your first Care-of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code DON'TBLAME50. That's TakeCareOf.com and code DON'TBLAME50 for 50% off your first Care-of order. Don't Blame Me with Bag and Rinks is supported by BetterHelp Online Counseling. We are in extraordinary times, and if you are struggling with stress, anxiety, or depression, hello, me too, you are not alone. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are trained to listen and help. BetterHelp counselors specialize in many areas, including relationship conflict, anxiety, depression, loss, trauma, and more. You'll securely connect with your counselor in a safe, confidential online environment. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor in under 48 hours. It's super, super convenient. You can easily schedule secure video or phone sessions with your therapist, and you can exchange unlimited text messages. If for any reason you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. You guys know we are so pro-therapy here at Don't Blame Me, and BetterHelp is an amazing way for you to have therapy at, at your fingertips. It's incredibly convenient, especially the times that we're in. 
there's no excuse, guys. We all need it. I mean, I definitely know that this whole time has made me need therapy and appreciate it even more. BetterHelp is an affordable option, and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code BLAME. Join the over 1 million people already using BetterHelp. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash BLAME. That's BetterHelp.com slash BLAME. Talk to a therapist online and get help. Next call. Hi, guys. We're back from our break. Now we're getting into it. Okay. When I say so. Hi, Megan, Melissa, and guests. Um, I was just calling for some advice, um, just some relationship advice. So me and my boyfriend have been dating for about three years. We are sophomores in college. And uh, basically my question is, he recently has brought up to me that he has wanted to try um, like psychedelics or shrooms and just a little backstory. Um, he doesn't really do drugs or anything. I mean, he does, um, smoke sometimes and, uh, uh, he drinks and I don't really, I mean, I have never smoked and I mean, I've occasionally drank, but it's not really my scene, but I mean, I've never had a problem with it in our relationship because, it's just something that's fine with me as long as it's not interfering. Um, but with this, I don't know why, but it feels different. Um, and I, I'm trying to keep an open mind about it, but basically my question is if I'm crazy for not wanting him to do it, I pretty much told him that I didn't want to. And he agreed. Like he was, obviously he wasn't just going to do it knowing that I didn't want him to, um, but obviously he was kind of not sad, but, you know, disappointed. Um, so like, obviously I don't want to be controlling, like, that's just not what our relationship is about, but I don't know. I feel like I'm just wondering if like saying that he shouldn't do it is like, is like a good thing to do. I don't know. I kind of feel controlling and I've asked my friends about it and they say it's fine. They say they do the same thing. But then again, they kind of have the same lifestyle as me. So it's kind of understandable that they kind of have the same take. So I was just wondering your guys' take on it. Well, all you can control is um, the fact that you can tell them how you feel. Um, <laughs> but did he ask you how you feel? No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, I think like it's it's your right to say um, – I don't think this is a good idea. I hope that you don't do them. And the other thing you control is if he doesn't listen to you and um, he does like drop acid or like um, do shrooms or whatever. Um, You can say, you know, and he's like, oh, I want to keep doing this. You can, you can say, look, I'm, not comfortable with that and maybe we should take a break or maybe we shouldn't see each other anymore. Um, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to alter when it comes to something like this, like you, this isn't like something that you necessarily need to feel accommodating of. Like you can't control like what he's going to do, but like you can control like how you deal with it because 
look, like in the event that like you're like, oh, whatever, like it should be fine. Just someone that has um, seen this and he goes out and he drops acid and then he like freaks out and like breaks all your shit or like you're taking care of him. Like that'll be pretty annoying and like you could have and it would feel more annoying if you had been like, oh, yeah, no, I get it. Like, it's just like YOLO, like, cool, like, do She doesn't thing. sound like a YOLO. Yeah, that said, like, um, you just have to reconcile with the fact that he's he might do it anyway. We have very different takes on this. I think it, it I think, <sighs> controversial opinion. I think it is a little controlling. If someone doesn't ask, hey, he wants like so I can go do this shit. I think if if he too old for if that he asked well, so that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, this that's is, the other thing. You're you're like twenty. This is the time to experiment. This is when you do when you're a sophomore and call all of that sort of stuff. I think at this point now, if you were like, hey, I really want to go. First of all, if you were like, hey, I want to go to fucking Burning Man and like have an experience. Oh man, perfect segue. So shut here's the fuck up. The so here's what I'll say though. I am. I want to hear. It. <laughs> you want to hear my pitch? <laughs> like you talk so. I slow. have these awesome patent leather like Colonel General hats that we can <laughs> both wear. I thought you were. Gonna we say, can finally match. Jesus, I thought chaps. I thought you were going to say pants. So too. Okay. My 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 just like quick okay, tangent. Fine. My my favorite. It won't be quick. My favorite subgenre of Instagram posts that I see are like <laughs> young no young <laughs> entertainment professionals that go to Burning Man like one <laughs> week a year and they're like, "This is what it's all about." And it's like for sure. One, <laughs> uh, this is not the advice that you're going to get from anybody else or the st- take you'll get from like an actual professional. Um, but I rank drugs. I rank drugs in the, in order of like consequences and side effects and uh, addiction and all of that stuff and psychedelics are just above weed that's it's the of if it's not it's not coke it's not i think that it also if it's not a drug that ended up in the beginning sequence of csi with a girl face down in a pool dead then it's not as scary to me and so but i also think about it in age age terms and so at this point as i'm like a 26 year old if he if if you were about to be like hey i want to go out and like go do like a bunch of fucking coke with my friends i'd be like yeah i don't support that so if that's what you want to do that's not the kind of really that's not who i want to be with i'm out but i'm not going to like be like you can't do that but being curious is totally valid and it's very fair. It's okay to be curious with drinking. It's okay to be curious about drugs and all of that stuff. And the only real or the time that you get a really big issue there is if you don't have a lot of awareness and education around it. And that's how you can end up putting yourself in a really unsafe situation, not being with the right people when you're taking it, not taking the right amount of something and not knowing the side effects or being like, hey, do I have any history of schizophrenia in my family? Then I should stay away from psychedelics. Like that should be something that I, I shouldn't really partake in. Or if I have a family history of addiction, I'm not going to, I'm going to let my doctor know before I get a prescription from I'm getting my wisdom teeth out and I'm getting like oxy and I'm going to ask for something that's a uh, far less addictive, um, uh, painkiller. So that, there, but if you don't, if it's just like a big no sort of thing, that's how I think really sketchy and bad stuff can kind of happen. And I mean, I've done drugs. I've, and, and I think about like, 
I think the first, yeah, I, yeah, the, but the the older that I got, and I definitely like don't, I don't do like hardcore. I like, I like, I, I, I dabbled in a party drug every once in a while, and every once in a while, I mean, like three times, I mean, three times, th- three occasions, you know, like three weekends. I was safe about it, and I think about it if I had done that. And if I hadn't had like friends or people I could like turn to or feel like I had some knowledge about it, I probably could have taken some really fucked up shit and it could have been like a big mistake. And I think the fact that he's talking to you about it, I think if he asks your opinion, you you can be like, I mean, honestly, it's not my ideal circumstance. Like, but if that's something that you want to do, as long as you're safe about it, I know where you are, you have like a plan for everything then like, go ahead, kind of just like do what you're going to do. But if someone who wants to experiment with drugs, isn't your per like, isn't who you want to be with. It's not about changing him. I think it's about then knowing like, okay, cool. This is not the relationship for me. So that, yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's kind of what I was trying to say. Um, So I I think like what we're both saying like fits together. Hi, Megan. I'm 22 and I'm pretty new to the dating and sex stuff. So the guy I'm with right now uh, is really into orgies and I don't really mind that. He can do it on his own time. But he's also really into watching me having sex with someone else. He, he asked me if I had any sex tapes. And right now he asked me if I can have sex with someone else and tape it for him. So I don't really know what, what should I do. I told him it's not really my thing. I told him like I'm not really down to it. But should I keep seeing him? Or is he better off with someone who, who's down to do those things with him? I'm picturing her like the tiniest. Damn. She's Thumbelina. Yeah. She's Thumbelina and she's with a cuck. I, <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah. Apparently not. Apparently he's like some weird like cuck orgy, like <laughs> dom hybrid. He's that multifaceted. Yeah. For someone who's not that sexually experienced, you. I mean, you talk yeah. about a trial you're, by you're fucking, fire. What's the guy know? from um, Fifty Shades of Grey? Grey? Uh, Christian. Christian Grey. That's essentially what you're walking into. I, I, I find it so fascinating when like these two types of people meet because I feel like it happens like so much more than you think, you know, like, oh, I don't really like, I don't have that much experience. And like literally the plot of Fifty Shades of Grey. And then, yeah. And then like, you know, the checkout person at Urban Outfitters they have a crush on is like, yeah, by the way, like, you know, I like to have sex with like eight or nine people every weekend (laughs) together. Also, I just... Being like no, no, not kink shaming at all, but like that just like logistically being into orgies of all the things to be into. There's so many moving pieces. Like you have to and really plan and find all. That's what I mean. Yeah. You have to find all of those people. Like that's not an easy one to have. I don't know what's like the definite. Like what's the number definition of like four? an orgy? Four? I think four because a threesome three, yeah. and then anything after three that's an orgy. My mind goes to eight though. I mean, I can. But that's like a. Put all right. Put it this way. I'm a big gangbang. I'm well, like we're talking about the ratio. I'm a big go- I'm a big golfer. Normal golf you groups are? four people, right? And we have like a standing group. 
we struggle to get together to go golfing every weekend yeah, maybe, and we have a standing like but maybe you guys would be more proactive if there was sex, there's and like, sex involved there's like dick involved maybe maybe if you guys knew you're gonna get your prostate tickled you'd show up maybe. i'm gonna send this to your group uh, no they 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 they're on the lookout for this uh, uh actually this <laughs> I just realized this is going to come out when I'm like on a bachelor party trip with all of them. So we're all going to like gather around the laptop. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Wow. Getting to the caller. Yeah. So here's what I would say. I would say like I think it's great that he's being super forthcoming with the stuff that he's into. But I think you also – it needs to be a conversation with him of being like, okay, are you – if I'm not into this kind of stuff and you said that you're, you're fine with him doing whatever he wants to do and like whatever he's into, um, ask him, like, is this something that you're looking for in a partner or not? And I would also say you're hesitant, you asking like, Oh, should I just like move on and let him find someone else? Also, if you're, if you're not actually like that into the stuff that he's doing and going like, like orgies and him, all of that kind of stuff. Like if you feel like you kind of need to be like that, or you don't have a ton of experience and you like him, if it's not something you're comfortable with, that's okay. And even if you have said that you're comfortable with it, I don't want to like put ideas into your head that you're not actually, that you totally can be, but it can also be up to you that that's not something that you're into. It doesn't have to be like, okay, he's, he wants to date someone who's like that and I'm not like that. So therefore he won't want to date me. You're also, it's okay if you want to date someone who's not into stuff like that, but I would just ask him and have a conversation with him and yeah, don't agree to anything. And you don't sound like you are at all, which is great. Like agree to any, don't agree to anything that you're not. The kinks that he's um, trying to sell you, not sell you on, but like get you to participate in are kinks that could potentially like put you yourself in at risk. So if he wants you to go out and find someone to have sex as a one-off and film it, um, that person may be a carrier of something that you don't want to. That person might be a bad actor. Like, what if you film it and then they publish it? I mean, that's a reality of, like, the time we live in. Mm -hmm. And that would have no effect on him probably. And it would have all the effect on you. Well, this is also a kink that – involves you yeah exactly it's not like, it's not like oh hey i really it, like it, this it involves you but it's not like just the two of you trying something no it's an extracurricular activity yeah so like and i think like because you articulate it like you've already prepared yourself for this eventuality which is it doesn't sound like you're comfortable with this at all so you should probably follow megan's advice say is this something that you absolutely need right now in a relationship? Someone that's like um, down to try these things with you and participate in these things with you? And if he says yes, then you should be like, okay, that's great. Um, I'm not that person. Uh, we should see other people. I'll still be your friend, but I'm not going to be your kink vehicle yeah. anymore. And I mean, you already like are – beyond accommodating like literally saying like yeah if he wants to participate in stuff like that on his own time not a lot of people like you out there so like i guess good for you also did she say how long they've been dating because there's a i am i'm i'm torn in the sense of i think if you have a deal breaker kink and 
I think that's really important to discuss early on into dating somebody. And I think you should express that because it should be something that you don't get into a relationship with someone and then kind of spring some like a very important thing on. But at the same time, I'm also wondering how long it's been. And he's brought these two things up to you. And if it's if it is a little too early on that this could be like a red flag, but I don't want to say it's a red flag because I think that's I'm kind of she, she I mean? said that she's new to dating. So I'm assuming so it's newer. It's probably newer. Yeah. Boy, what like, an introduction. Yeah, yeah. I think there's the right time to bring up. I think there's a right time and a right way to bring up. I think that this is something you bring up real soon, though, if you're into this. But wouldn't you also bring it up is in like a this is a deal breaker for me. There is and I'm not to like treat him as like predatory at all at any point. But people fetishize women who don't have a ton of experience. And I don't want you to get caught up into something where someone's recognizing that taking advantage of Mm -hmm. it's like it's even if you think of like a young i mean girls who aren't that young but who look really young and who are like short and petite that becomes like this like it's Mm -hmm. this fetishized thing and i don't want you to get caught up in that so i think it's also don't think about it yeah maybe don't think about it in terms of all of these things but think about it like what's your judge of his character and who he is and like do you trust him like him as a person um, before him as all of these other things, because I think that will also give you some insight into whether or not you even want to continue to pursue all of this stuff. Well, let us know if you guys have ever uh, participated in cucking. Very curious. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? I'm curious. I am too. <laughs> You've got a Leo and an Aquarius here. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, should we go on to an update? Yeah. An update. Yeah, we're going to get an update slash they're asking for more advice. Um, I am 22 and I have actually um, been featured on the podcast before. Um, at the time, I was calling about a breakup. I was in the episode with Alexi Wasser. Um, you may or may not be glad to know that I am beyond happy now, um, that breakup was the best thing that ever happened to me. Since then, I moved home, I changed schools, found a program that I'm super duper passionate for and have become like miles more confident in myself. And um, looking back on that relationship and also that podcast episode, I severely downplayed how toxic that relationship was and how emotionally abusive he was to me. Um he was very codependent and everything was my fault and he was never wrong and I was stupid for ever thinking otherwise. Um, so fast forward and I have met a new guy. Um, I really didn't want to. I, I'm loving being single. and um, But this guy is just like sweet, like as sweet as can be and we get along really well and he thinks I like the earth is on my shoulders. Um, and it's a really, really good feeling and I know he would never hurt me and he knows sort of about the baggage that I have. And we've already had a couple conversations about it because I am scared to push the relationship. Um, we were exclusive for like eight hours and then I sent him a big long essay about how I'm just not ready and I'm so sorry. And it's not anything you have done. It's all me. Um, and if you're not cool with this, like, it's totally fine. And he responded with just with like, thanks for being honest. And like, I honestly, I kind of agree. I think we're moving really fast. And so he's super like considerate and sweet and understanding. And 
he's great. And there's, I don't think there's really much wrong with him, except for the fact that my family would hate him. My family's very traditional and he's very not. Um, so that's like one thing, but that's like way down the line. Um, but the other thing is I am loving being single and being independent. And I plan on going to therapy to like handle the trauma that I, um, dealt with, with my last relationship. But in the meantime, while I'm healing, I would just really like some advice. He already knows that like, I want to move slow and I appreciate him so much for that. And I appreciate any advice you could give to someone who's just trying to heal, but also be happy and actually be selfish for once. Thank you. No, I agree with you. It's like... I didn't say anything. How can you agree with me? No, what does it mean to be a traditional? Oh, yeah. Well, they can't hear that. That's what I... Yeah, I am curious. When people say that, though, a lot, that that's Mm. like, oh, like... I come from a really traditional background and like he's like my second brother's not like I have no he has long hair. Like that's what I mean. I have no fucking idea what that means. Do you I, know what I mean? Because like what's traditional? You know what I think about? I don't know. Is why. it racism? That's, like, oh, that's the part yeah. that I wonder. No, but you know where my mind went? What? You know, like the fact that the house bunny stars the lead singer from All American Rejects. Okay, first of all, he does not star in it. He makes a <laughs> two-second I mean. cameo. He's like the guy. It's Colin Farrell. No, Colin Colin Hanks. Uh, no, 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 but new- he's like... Oh, fuck yeah. He's like the initial... The movie's old as hell. <laughs> I know, but, <laughs> but the dude from like All American Rejects is like the initial guy, right? No, he makes like a, literally a 30-second cameo. No, but cameo. She's like, it's, he's like the guy who she likes at first. Yes, and no one even, I never even knew that it was the guy from All American Rejects until Mott's finally watched and goes, oh my God. Okay, I just what think about, about that, like, like it's that guy. Oh, okay. He's in a band. He plays bass. He plays bass. Oh my God. It's such like a violation of our like family mores. Oh, but I also wonder if it's maybe it's a religious, like some, it's religious, athe- if it's like my family's really Christian and he's an atheist or something. Yeah. He's a Bernie supporter. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, here's what I would say. Um, I think therapy is a really great idea. I think that's where your top priority and focus should be is getting into therapy. Because I think through therapy, you'll, and I've learned a lot of too, is that there is no traditional way to get over trauma. And what do you mean by traditional? there's like it's not it's not this black and white sort of thing and i think in your mind there is a there's a process of being like i should be single and this is something and you enjoy being single but also it, there there you're you can have independence and you should have independence in a relationship being in a relationship shouldn't mean giving up your independence and i think because you were in such a toxic relationship before those things kind of go hand in hand. And I think through therapy, you'll find how it, how getting over, how working through all of this is going to be, because it's going to be different for you than anyone else. And I think being communicative with this guy that you're seeing is really great. And then I would also think on why do you like being single? What do you like about being single? Do you like dating other people? Do you like all of that stuff? Like if it is those sort of very um, standard, like the definition of being single, if it's that, then totally stay single. But if you're, what you like about being single is because you're not in a controlling relationship, that might, the new guy might not be a controlling relationship. It might be like, you still have your, you should still have your independence. You should still be able to hang out with your friends and do all of this sort of stuff and not feel like 
you're becoming a part of like an entity and like you're losing a part of yourself. So I would figure that kind of stuff out. Um, and because, yeah, I think mo- taking it slow in a new relationship is good regardless of what like baggage or personal stuff that you're bringing into it. Because I think the starting a relationship slow, at least for me, if you're, I don't want to say you're hyper, I'm definitely hyper paranoid of like people's intentions and how they feel about me and not getting hurt and stuff like that. And the slower that you do take it, the more confident you can be that when someone is revealing their feelings and how they really feel about you, it's because they know you. And it's because they're able to make that decision because they've spent time getting to know you and you've kind of taken, you've taken your time through all of that. Um, and it doesn't feel triggering necessarily, but I think the more you can communicate with him is a great thing. And then I would also spend a lot of time doing stuff that you like and hobbies and hanging out with friends and all of that kind of stuff. And then if it is like dating other people, totally go for it. And he sounds like a great guy, but also like from the beginning, timing is such a huge thing. He can be a great guy, but he could also like, maybe that's not the next person you want to date. Like maybe you do want to continue to be casual and see other people. And that doesn't mean that you're missing out on the only other good guy that there is. There's a million other guys like him. And you just happen to be with someone who was awful and terrible, but that's not the norm. So I think it's smart to not rush into something else new just because it kind of like cleanses your palate from the other thing. Um, he can be like a great guy and it can be okay if you just don't, yeah, you just don't want to date seriously and you just want to continue to have fun and all that. I wouldn't know obviously from, um, experience, but what I would assume it feels like when you get out of a relationship that is um, pretty emotionally toxic and where you're kind of like the victim of a lot of that toxicity is it can be pretty discombobulating. I'm guessing it can be pretty discombobulating. I I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. Um, In the sense that like you say you like being single because I'm guessing like you're like, oh, I can go to the gym wearing a sports bra and I don't like get a text like, are you wearing a sports bra at the gym? Are guys looking at it? Uh, and it's like, wow, this is amazing. So yeah, I would take a couple months and figure out like, it's not even like what you like about being single. I, I think that's, that's part of it. But another way of like thinking about it is like, what do you like doing as a normal person? Yeah, that's what like, I mean. I think that's, I think that's the part that you're associating relationships and like singlehood with, your past relationship, which is totally valid, but that's not the norm. Yeah. And I think that when I say a hundred percent, I think what I'm, what I'm saying is like, you know, it can be discombobulating. It's like, you literally have nothing to just like compare or you can't discern like what it means to be just like a regular independent person in the scope of like a relationship the therapy term that my, well, yeah, my therapist is always, it's the, you, if you coming from trauma and everything like that, you question your own reality and you question is, is what I'm seeing true is what I'm going through. Is this normal? Is it not because your frame of reference and what you look back on to your association with whatever relationship it is, that was what was ingrained as normal in your brain. And then also the same thing that you said, which you, you called yourself, like, I can't believe I was so stupid to miss all that. Not stupid, 
people who are when you get into an emotionally abusive relationship, it's use this analogy a thousand times. It's <laughs> you put the lobster into the cold water and then you turn the heat up and you're like, how the fuck did I end up here? Like no one walks into a relationship where like you can if you could see the red flags the first time it wouldn't have happened like it's manipulative. And so that becomes, yeah, you start comparing everything to it and questioning is this one of those signs that I missed the first time around? And fuck the last dude. That dude sucked. Yeah. Very sucky dude. Um, well, happy you're out of that situation. And uh, hell yeah. Go to therapy. It's a great time. I mean, I don't want to say it's a great time. Like, it's a, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a good time. It's not necessarily great all the time. But the outcomes are all great. It's a blast. Plus, our therapist told me. This kills me. She told me that I had mentioned how I didn't have a ton of friends. Um, but I was like, I was like. I'm fine with it. Um, and then she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I'm a lot. And she goes, if I wasn't your therapist, I'd be your friend. That's all you've ever wanted. That's You've been talking about this all for a while. I've ever wanted. And then she gave me kinetic sand mm-hmm. to play with. And oh, I was yeah. playing with it in our last session. And then she's story. like, take that home. And I was like, no. And she goes, no, 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 take it. And I was like, she uses it for children and me. I love her. She's the best. Okay, well... That's that's what we've got. Uh, thanks, guys, so much for listening. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. Um, and international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Please follow me on Instagram. My engagement sucks. Uh, also follow the podcast, Don't Blonde Meme Pod. All of our socials are listed down below. If you want to listen ad-free, Stitcher Premium. Um, and, oh, guys, please pre-order my book. It is coming out May 5th. May 5th, right? Yeah, May 5th. Uh, it's on Amazon, right? It's on Amazon. You can pre-order it wherever books are sold that, it, that let you pre-order. It's called You're Not Special. You can just search Megan Ranks You're Not Special or You're Not Special book. Give it a pre-order. It will make me so incredibly happy. Um, and if you guys like this episode, please rate us. And if you want to watch it, we're on YouTube, too. You can see us sit awkwardly far apart. And um, that's it, guys. We'll see you next time. Do you have any last words? He proposes on the air. I'm fucking with you. You did say your engagement sucked, so. But you were talking about your engagement. (laughs) So you know what would cure my engagement sucking? Getting engaged. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No. Thanks for having me. Uh, Okay. Bye, guys. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator Amanda Lechner. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.